Well, hallelujah, amen. It's good to be in church. Uh, we, uh, it seems like it's been forever. My wife and I were away out of town last week, so it's been two weeks since we've been in church. It's like, oh, we got to get back, and I can't wait to get back. And I get back, and this is where I'm at right now. <laughs> but, but either way, it's good to be in church. It's good to see all your faces. You know, uh, I, I'm just, I just always tell my wife we're so appreciative. We, we, we um, just thank the Lord endlessly for the people that he's connected us to, the pastors he's put us under, um, that be, to be a part of this plan together. <clears throat> anyway, the, he, he, the, the message that the Lord gave me was one that I wasn't certain I was capable of, of ministering, but he, he's going to give this to me. Was, the title of it is called The Spirit Leading. Um, I thought about this, the leading of the Spirit, but he, he told me the Spirit is leading. You know, we can be led by the Spirit. The, the, we can be Spirit-led, or I could have called it uh, led by the Spirit, but he kind of told me the Spirit leading because the Spirit is currently leading. The Spirit is always leading. So we're going to see what we can do with that, with that title, see what he's got for us. Um, simple Christianity, simple faith, just trust in God, give up on yourself, do what you know to do, what are you called to do now? I just want to dote on our pastor a little bit while I'm here, but, uh, or rather his faithfulness to seek God's plan that we're included in. You know, praise God that he, he, he answered that call because if he didn't answer that call, we wouldn't be included in this plan. And praise God that we're here because God has things for us in this plan. These are phrases that have come out of his mouth for the last few years now. Um, the journey that the Lord has started our pastor on to be more accurate, to uh, the revelation, the understanding, the deeper study of the word has helped me in great ways. I'm, I'm assuming that it's helped you, but... So, some stuff that the stuff that's coming out of this this pulpit through our pastor inspired by God is some uh, some amazing amazing stuff lately you know and, and it's kind of turning us recognize it or not the vision the direction we get from God in every sermon is making us more effective the heart of God is so clear by His Word and through His Spirit I, I believe we all can attest to that I mean we've all sit we all sit under under the Word of God that comes from our pastor who's been placed as a gift for us. That I think we all can attest that this, the, the Lord is just revealing amazing things. Something our pastor has said recently in a, in a sermon was, God will train you, if you in your life if you pay attention. And I love that. I love that. I absolutely. I read it over and over and over and over. And I said, yes, if we pay attention, God will lead you into what you need to know and do. He'll, he'll, he'll lead you if we pay attention. And that's in your life. Um, leading and leading is training and leading is required to do is required when we don't know how when we don't know how to do it this came to me what is a leading from the spirit but a personal given response or action from God to to or for a situation that's what a leading is it's a, a leading is God giving you what you need for that given moment or telling or the or the action that you need to to activate in that given moment um, so it just kind of kind of blew my mind. I sat there for a while on that and I was like, his leading is our ever-present, at any given moment, direction that we need for that situation. Does it mean that he's leading you every second of the day? No, if you get up and say you have to brush your teeth after you ate meal, he's probably not leading you to go brush your teeth. You probably already know that. But at any given moment, he may lead you to do something that you're not, that you don't know you should be doing at that given moment. And that's just something that Close my mind. I, what a loving God. He wants, us to, he wants us to be knowledgeable at any given moment at what the best option is for the situation that we're currently in. Praise God for it. Um, we're going to start with Romans 8.14, um, which I think is a good place to start. Um, get my glasses. I've, I just recently got contacts, and I haven't seen properly for 13 years. Now I can see all your wonderful faces. But... The downfall with these special contacts is that I can't see close up. So I have to have these to see close up. So we're going to go to Romans 8.14. But I can see amazing past this point. <laughs> uh, Romans apparently wanted to move. Oh, there it is. Romans 8.14 reads... For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We've heard this uh, verse over and over and over, and it's not, of course, the only verse um, about being sped by, led by the Spirit, but that's one I think that we're going to 
jump into this this message called the spirit leading it's a good one to jump in on but this is an if and then verse if you're led by the spirit or those as many as are led by the spirit those are the sons of god if and then when the first part being led happens the sonship happens in, in after it salvation through christ is without a doubt our greatest gift from god it gave us access to the father uh, makes us children of God. Um, Christ crucified, uh, tore the veil, um, gave us, a, uh, brought us back into fellowship with God. Um, however, Romans 18 indicates an additional connection is is necessary for greater benefits. We we became back into fellowship with God. We became children of God. But if we're led by Him, we're sons of God. It makes it it makes it, it gives it's more. It's more. It's better. But there's a condition. You know, we can walk around being children of God, which is not a bad thing at all. Considering there's a lot of people walking around, children of Satan, unknowingly, you know, they don't, I mean, they're, 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 sometimes they don't even know. <clears throat> but it, it indicates that there's a greater benefit, there's a greater relation. So um, more that we can do to be closer to God, uh, to be more usable by God. Can, and, we, and I'm sure we all can agree that being led by the Spirit has benefits. I'm sure, every, I, I, I no doubt that every one of us here has been led by the Spirit. Sometimes we wonder. Sometimes we get in a funk and we're like, do I even hear from God? You do. He talks to you all the time. But you, you, we'll all get there, but he talks to us all the time. And if you get it once a day and miss it five, you got it once. He's always talking to us. Spirit is leading. He's not, he is leading every minute of every day. Um, uh, let's see. If the Bible tells us that we can choose to be led, so as many as are led, meaning if you choose, as many as choose to be led are the sons of God, then on the other hand, we can choose not to be led by God. Choosing not to purpose to be led by God does not mean that you're not being led, though. You're going to be led either way. Um, I was thinking about this, uh, you know, if you, if you think about everybody as a whole, every living person is being led every day by, by something, you know. Um, if you go to the fridge to eat, you may not be being led by God, but you're being led by hunger. If you want to go to sleep, you're being led by sleep. Um, if you watch a certain type of movie, you're being led by a preference of you have of movies. You're still being, you're, you're not, not, nothing you do is, is not led by some other thing. You don't ultimately ever do anything of yourself, for yourself, by yourself. You, know, you, don't, you, don't, you just don't, you know? So, so uh, that, I, like, I like black and white stuff sometimes. I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to gray and stuff, but I like black and white, you know, simple faith. Simple Christianity. You're going to be led one way or the other. And you can take uh, heaven or hell. You're not going to go nowhere when you die. You're going to one or the other. You don't, have, you don't have an option to say, well, I don't like either option. I'm going to sit at someone else. No. <laughs> we're all going to live forever somewhere. Yeah. You know? and, and we're all going to be led there. We're all going to be led there, too, by whichever way we're led. You know? So praise God for that. Um, let's go to Galatians um, 5, 16 and 17. And look at a little bit about this leading business that we're just got jumped into here. Um, praise the Lord. Galatians 5. Okay, here we go. 5.16. I say, it says, the heading in my Bible, New King James, says walking in the Spirit. So that's perfect. I say, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. That just goes to show us we're either, we're either led by the flesh or we're led by the Spirit. And there's some things we're led by the flesh that are okay. Like, it's okay to have a preference of a movie you want to watch. As long as it's not the wrong movie, but if you like an action movie, some people like uh, comedy, some like, you know, that's, that's preference, that's flesh, technically. But the flesh always um, um, lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. We, can, we can't choose not to be led, only what we are led by. The scripture instructs us to walk by the spirit. Let it lead us that it will, we will not fulfill the uh, lust of the flesh. Meaning the only, the only way we have freedom from fulfilling the lust of the flesh is by walking in the spirit. If you don't walk in the Spirit, you automatically fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'm nailing on the same uh, topic, but this is what, the way he's given it to me. <laughs> and and I, think it's, I think it's good. Praise God. Um, our, uh, this, of course, does not mean that we cannot enjoy our natural lives. Abiding in the Word, the truth, and being led by the Spirit just keeps our natural lives free of sin and flesh living, glorifying God. 
So, this, so he wants us to enjoy our natural lives. Of course he does. You know, God made us all different. He made us all have different preferences, like certain things, not like certain things. I like our pastors, for example. Our, past, our pastor Renee is a vegetarian. Uh, pastor Jeff is a savage carnivore. <laughs> you know, you know, but he's, he made he made him that way, and that and he's okay with us enjoying that stuff. You know, just that we this walking in the spirit keeps our natural lives in a boundary where we don't venture off into sin. Not that we don't sometimes. We're not perfect. He doesn't keep us. We're not perfect. We ain't gonna do it like Jesus ever did. But we'll get back. You know, and keep us keep us from you know from from not doing stupid things. Most of the time, you know, <laughs> or at least me anyway. You guys probably are better at it than I am. I know. I, I was, I'm a very nat natural, carnal kind of person. I like, you know, like, that kind of lifestyle could sometimes get me. And if Galatians, and if Galatians 5, 16, and 17 is not enough on its own, we can look, we can, let us look at um, why we need to be led by the Spirit. Why, why? We know, we know we're going to be led by the Spirit or we're going to be led by the flesh. We know we're going to be led by the flesh to a certain degree was okay, but the Spirit's got to keep us. But what, why do we need to be led by the Spirit? What, what is the purpose for it? Um, um, I want us to uh, jump over to Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Uh, and we'll see what we got going on. Praise the Lord. It's Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. reads... For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, nor are, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So that simply, very simply clarifies why we need to be led by the Lord. Because he's much better than we are, and, but we, and we don't know his thoughts. So if we're going to get to his thoughts, we're going to have to be led by him. And so it's plain, plain and simple. Um, we absolutely need to be led because we just don't know um, his thoughts and ways. I just want to pull up Proverbs 19.21. We don't have to go there. It's in the ESV. Um, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Another, another verse that just indicates we can have all kinds of plans. We can have all kinds of ideas. We can do everything our way. And this is not an uh, unfamiliar topic that's been preached on, but... If it's not his way, it ain't going to stand. So why do we need to be led? Because we have to be on his page. We have to be on his, the same page as him. Um, praise God. Uh, so, it's, so it's imperative. It's, 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 a matter, it's quite a matter of life and death to be led. And some people, I know some people kind of reject the leading of the Lord, but if you're led even a little bit, you're going to be doing better than not led at all. Because you're going to be led by two, we already figured out you're going to be led by two things, either the flesh or the spirit. So if you can, if you can be led by the spirit even a little bit and do a bunch of stupid fleshly things, but still get, you're still better than not being led by the spirit at all. Yeah. But the more that we can be led by the spirit, the closer we are to God, the sonship, the, 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 the more effective, the more benefits we have. So we, should, we, we all want to endeavor to just be as led as much as possible uh, because our plans are going to fall. If, our, if his plans are, if his ways are going to stand, ours are going to do the opposite. Fall. Amen. We of course can know the natural, the, na the nature and the character of God as it is revealed through His Word. But as for individual thoughts, ways, and plans that He has for each of us, they are walked out day to day. So if He has individual, we know His character. I mean, we can all be certain that we know He's a loving God. Through all his word, his whole character is in me. But what is? But for each, for the individual plans and the individual thoughts and purposes he has for each of us, how would you ever know them from here? I mean, you you know by his word what we're called to do, but specifically you would never know. You have to be led. He has to tell you. You know, um, go out into the world. Go out, I'll go out into the world and preach the gospel to all the world. Okay, but w what's my part doing it? Do I run out there and preach to everybody? No, got to be led. He might lead you to this one. He might lead you to this one. He might lead you to this one. You know, so, so we need to be led for that specific plan or we're just going to be running around all willy-nilly and it's going to end up being our plan because we're just going to take the word, do what it says and then make it our, our idea. So um, praise God for the leading. Praise the Lord. He may show, he may show one of us or, or any of us what he has for us in the future, like way out there. He might show you. He can do that. He can say, he, he's done it to many people. Oh, you're going to be a pastor. Or you're going you're gonna to go to this land. Or you're gonna, he might be able to show us what you're going to do in the future. But he's not going to allow us to transcend time to get there. 
So he, you know, we're not going to, you know, there's no, there's no uh, Holy Spirit time machine that you jump into. Oh, beep, 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 beep. Uh, pastor, so and so is going to go. So and so is going to be a pastor, and five years from now, and then bam, go there as pastor. Nope. There's no, there's none, none of that. Uh, he's going to require us to have faith and lead us there. So if we only see where he, if he, if he does show us where, what, what he has for us, and like I said, it's not uncommon. He's shown many people throughout the Bible and throughout up to this point. He's shown people what he has for them. Um, but, he's gonna have, but you don't know how to get there. You're going to have to be led. You're going to have to rely on him every day till you walk that out. Um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11, we know is not directly written to the church, but the principle stands. We do know that the entirety of what God is leading us to, we don't know the entirety of what he's leading us to, and we need to be led. Um, and as Romans 8, 14 states, if being led puts us more closer relationship with God, it can easily be to understand that we are being led according to his thoughts and plans, not calamity. So it does apply to us. You know, I mean, he's not going to lead us differently. He's not going to lead the New Testament church <laughs> to calamity right. if he's not going to lead right. the Old Testament right. Jews to calamity, you know? So, I mean, the principle stands. He, he, has, he has plans, but, but he's gotta, we got to be led to them. <clears throat> um, we can be sure that if it is truly the leading of the Spirit, that it will not take us to a place of calamity. Opposition, opposition may be present. He may be leading you, and there's all kinds of opposition, but the opposition isn't our leading. You know, the the... What the surrounding circumstances are not our guide, yeah. you know. So he's he, he's going to lead you not to calamity, even though it might look like calamity around you. But that has nothing to do with him. Right. That's not that's not him, and we know it's not him because he doesn't do that. He's a god of order. Every good gift comes from, from down from the Father of Lights. So if anything bad is on you, it didn't come from the Father of Lights. Then praise God for it. Um, I did look up the I did look up to the the definition of lead because I'm that kind of person. I like to look up words and find out what their meetings are, or what, you know, and just see what, what transpires from that. Um, I got for lead, someone who, or show someone or something the way to a destination by going in front or beside them. Well, with no beginning or end with God, he's always been ahead of us. And as well as beside us, because he'll never leave or forsake us, so he's, he's with us. So he, he covers both those, uh, he covers both those same positions. He's always been ahead of us because he's always was. We've had a, we had a beginning. He never had a beginning. He doesn't have an end. So he, 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 he by, by default, he's always been before us. And he still is ahead of us. Yeah. But at the same time, he'll never leave us or forsake us. If he's never leaves us, then he's present, like beside you. Yeah. Praise God. So, I, I mean, I love how that works. Some people would try to say that the natural definition has its own. No, no, that definition would have never existed without God. It couldn't exist. It would, it would have been like, it would have been something completely goofy that didn't make sense as far as leading, because the origin of it came from God, the origin of leading. Um, yeah, I get a little nerdy kind of like that sometimes with words. I like words. I also got be a route or means of access to a particular place or in a particular direction. Be a route or a means. That made me think of Jesus. I am the truth, the, uh, the way, and the life. He's the route. He's the means. And, and, uh, and, and, that, and, and of course... We have a uh, three-part God, so they're all leading us. The Spirit of God, Jesus, and God. I mean, it's, it's, you're being led by the Holy Spirit, but they're as one. You're, you know, you can give credit to the Father for that that great idea. You know, <laughs> praise God. But, but yeah, He's a means, a route. He's, he's the access to, to where we got to go. <clears throat> so, but why we there's you, we could go on for ages on on the pages here why more reasons and more scriptures on why we need to be led every time i get in here and do get into here and just to look at it or get in here to do a sermon i realize how little of it you can take and make so much about you know like like the vastness of this blows my mind sometimes because like i've i've, I've come up with like some eight nine ten pages and i probably haven't even used all in the vastness of what's here like like anything you know, it's crazy, but yet it's so it's 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 enough it's enough to to change lives and it definitely changes mine. <clears throat> well, we know why why we're led, I, I, but there's going to be other aspects to leading, and I won't profess to know everything that is not a leading because that list could probably go on for on and on and on and on. What's not a leading? And I'm not a profession I'm not a professor of 
expert, whatever, on the leading of God. So I'm not going to be an expert on what's not a leading. But I am sure that, however, there's two or three, three things, however, that I'm sure qualify for being not a leading of God. And number one is emotions. Not a subtle fleeting emotion, nor a drawn out emotional state of mind or an episode. No matter if it's an emotion that happens like this, or if you're in an emotional cesspool. No, none of them. It's a, none of it's a leading of God. <clears throat> um, the world, by far, we know lives by emotions. You know, you know how the world is. How I feel is how I'm going to behave. How I feel is what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do, or what I'm going to not say. You know, that's that's the world. You can see it anywhere. If you walk, get on TV, I don't watch too much TV because it's garbage. <laughs> we'll get on a movie streaming site once in a while, watch a movie. Most of the time it has to do with the Lord, or, or at least it's a decent movie. But you, get, you just get on TV or walk around out in the world. It's everybody's, most of the world's viewpoint is how I feel is how I'm going to behave, how I'm gonna, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do, or what I'm going to not say. You know? So we know that the world is, is, is generally completely completely relying upon emotions and 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 it seems as though society is pushing it even more it's like it's it's it's, it's going to be the it will, they want it to be so normal that they probably want people like us to not recognize and stop talking about it <laughs> that's like saying we're not going to talk about sin no more right <clears throat> but sadly many christians live the same way but emotions are part of everybody's life so we can fall into the same trap as the world if we stop focusing on what we're supposed to do. Again, I went into the dictionary and looked up emotion. A natural, instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstance, mood, or relationship with others. Your emotion comes from your state of mind, the circumstances around you, your mood, or my relationship with you. There's no God in there at all. There's nothing, there's nothing to do with God. So we know that that's, that's a path to some... Serious destruction if we let it get out of hand. Because <laughs> how many of us wake up sometimes and we just have that? Because maybe, and maybe it was justified. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep. Maybe the dog next door was barking too much or, or the cars were screaming by or something. So you, it was justified you didn't get enough sleep. But if you woke up with not enough sleep and you're in a bad mood, that's going to determine how you behave the rest of the day. I mean, it, it happens to people and it can happen to anybody. But emotions do not seek the truth, but rather appeasement. Appease is to relieve or satisfy or pacify or placate. That's what emotions want. They want, they want their way. Most of the, for the most part, they want their, their way. Um, I threw a verse in here, and I'm pretty sure why I did it, but let's go to Mark 4.38. I'm sure it has a lot to do with emotions and justifying why they're no good <laughs> for the most part. Um, Mark, what is it? Mark four thirty-eight. Praise the Lord. Um, and oh, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was he, capital Edward, turned to Jesus, was in the stern asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said, "Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?" And he arose and rebuked the wind. How far did I go? Forty. Rose and rebuked the wind and ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? See, their emotions went nuts. And what did their emotions want? Wanted Jesus to wake up and fix it, placate it, pacify it, relieve it. Don't you care that we're perishing? They wanted him to get up and take care of it. It's clear that the disciples were in an emotional state, unsettled. Their fear and emotions were, were loud. And they wanted fixing. They didn't just say, they didn't just act like, we're telling you how we're feeling, but go back to sleep. No, we want this fixed. We want this, we want this satisfied now. I myself wouldn't want to experience what they were experiencing. We know by the proportions of the storm, and they were fishermen, that it was pretty scary. I myself wouldn't want to, want to be in that caliber of storm. But it does illustrate how emotions and flesh and carnality, they overpower the leading of the Lord. I mean, they were in the boat with the Son of God, with the Savior of the world. And they knew it. They weren't, they weren't um, ignorant to the fact that he was there. But still, their emotions got so loud that they couldn't hear him. They didn't, they, his, his importance was lost because of their emotion. And when we get that way, we get into emotional tizzy, 
and the importance of what Jesus did for us and, and, and the plan that God has for us and the, and the truth and the power of this word, it goes away. It's like it, someone, some people would look at you from afar and think, that person I don't even own a Bible. But we get that way. We, like, we get so blinded because it's so loud. Um, we've all been there, though. These motions have been, um, where emotions have been heightened and out of control. Emotions are not all bad. They allow us to enjoy our lives, the world that we live in around us. They let us know where we're at as far as what we're feeling um, in the world and in the world, in the world where that we live in around us. You just said that, yeah. They let us know where we are as far as what we're feeling, but the Spirit of God does not lead that way. They say they're essential. They're like indicators. Yeah. To, I always say motions are like indicators to, give you, to tell you how much more God you need. Like, happiness is good to have, but you can get over-happy. You can get stupid happy yeah. where you're not even paying attention to reality. Anger, of course, we know there's a certain degree of anger. Be angry, but don't sin. But you can get so angry, and it's an indicator, well, I need more God. Yeah. I got too happy, I need more God. I'm so sad and depressed. Okay, I'm in a bad place. I need more God. Yeah. But emotions are, are indicators of a lack of God in your life, and you maybe need some. If we keep them at a right level where we just enjoy them and, and let them guide us into enjoying our natural world and get back to God, we don't. But if we get too heightened, heightened emotions are, are crazy. Um, 2 Timothy 1.7, we all know this verse tells us, that God did not give us a spirit of fear, timidity, anxiety. I am so convinced that that it's in different versions. I'm so convinced that anxiety fits perfect in there. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to build a new doctrine or change the wording in the Bible, but anxiety is perfect. You look at the world today, anxiety is, is, is a pandemic. It's, it's rampant. And, and I'm not saying that it's not real. I'm just saying it's, it's another one of those things I think society is almost saying, it's okay. Just, just wallow in this and live in it. No, it's, it's got to be dealt with because it's, it's crippling. And, and timidity, fear, anxiety, um, they're definitely, uh, but I think, I, I think we could say, um, would you not give it a spirit of heightened emotions? We could say it that way, because those, those, fear is definitely a heightened emotion. When you're, when you're in fear, you're not just kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of scared of that big bear. No, you're, you're terrified. Fear is, heightened. fear is heightened, and the, and the enemy will get us heightened about all kinds of stupid things, but... That's the second part of the verse. But love, power, and a sound mind, disciplined mind. Stability allows God to lead us more effectively. And we need to be stable or we won't hear what he's saying because heightened emotions are loud, very loud. Um, number two, um, that is not the leading of the Spirit, is opinions. An opinion is a viewpoint or judgment about something not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. That just cracks me up. I mean, and they're okay sometimes because, you know, there are opinions that make sense. Like, I like Dodge Chargers, Barracudas, yeah. and this guy over here likes Ford Raptors and uh, F-150s. That's okay. But, but it, just, a fun, just, a, just the definition of it alone is, based on, is, is not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. So it's not necessarily based on anything real. Yeah. And that's, that's the nature of an opinion. And they work some places. They work some places, but... They're not leading uh, God. They're not, they're not a leading of God. God's leading is based in truth. <laughs> it's based in the Word. It's based in His plan, His will, His purpose. So you can't possibly be led by an opinion that's not based in any true knowledge, fact, or anything. You know, it even tells you it's just it's just a it's just a thought that you that you that you prefer. It's a personal preference. I'm sure we agree that there are many opinions you know that people have that are safe and fine, kept in their place. But an opinion is essentially a personal preference. And, and, and uh, in respect to being led by the Spirit, God isn't going to consult you about your personal preference on where he's going to lead you. Your opinion don't matter because your opinion is, doesn't, isn't even included in his plan and will. Um, to, and it's not going to consult you for your opinion to determine the best way to lead you and what to lead you into. We've heard pastors say that many times. He's not going to consult you about your opinion. I love that phrase. It's like... It's what we as Christians need to, we just need to know that. It's, it's, and and know, you know what, that, that, that phrase right there brings one word to my mind, and it's the word a lot of people don't hate, submission. You just need to submit to him. You don't need to give him your opinion. He doesn't want it. He probably, look, he thinks it's funny that you have one, I'm sure. I just can, I can see him down here like, he, that's his opinion? <laughs> you know, like, okay. But I'm still going to lead him this way. But anyway, 
Just a note, though, heightened emotions generally compared with an opinion, or or two, or three, or four. So they work well. They work well. You get you get you know you get upset. I think I have some examples here. For some examples, protests. You get upset about something. You get a heightened opinion. You have an opinion. You get a heightened emotion about it. You have protest. Protests that have heightened heightened emotions and and too many opinions get ugly. People get hurt, people get killed. You know, social media rants. Social media rants are some of the greatest examples of, of emotions and opinions. Somebody will have a bad opinion on something or, or, or something that somebody else does gives them an emotion and what do they do? They get on social media and rant about it. That's not the leading of God. God isn't telling you, leading you to, to go run around with your opinion. It's okay if you have it and if something, something just rubbed your cat the wrong way, another Pastor Jeff word. Okay, but he's not leading you to go rant about it, regardless of what it is, no matter what it is. Um, politics, that's that, that another perfect, perfect platform for opinions and, and uh, emotions. Disagreements with friends, brothers, spouses, sisters, you know, all those things have a tendency to, if the emotions get high, the opinions are coming. They're coming. Because we already know when emotions get high, they, they get loud, the flesh gets loud, the leading the Spirit is quiet. You can't hear it no more. We know that the Lord, the Lord leads us by a still, small voice. He isn't going to, you know, so, so those two are going are gonna, to end up in the same boat. You know, you're going to be there. Um, I wanted to go to Matthew 27, 11, 14 here. This is a great example of what we need to do with opinions and uh, uh, emotions, when we know we're doing what the Lord has us to do, especially. Um, what did I say? Matthew twenty-seven, eleven. Uh, praise God! I hope this is good. I hope I hope you're getting something. Uh, I'm in the wrong. I'm not in twenty-seven yet. There we go. Now, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and the elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you hear how many things they testify against, excuse me, against you? But he answered him, Not one word. So the governor marveled greatly. I think Jesus had all rights to have an opinion and emotion at that point. None. And 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 if we're being led, and we're in the will of God, we should be that same way. As far as where we're at, you know, it just blows my mind. How many how many of us could be accused of something we didn't do and just sit there and be quiet? But we need to. We need to. I've been one of those guys at work where be accused of this, accused of that, accused of that, and, and you know what? Mm, tight lip for so long. Then I had to say something. It gets you nowhere get you nowhere. Um, thank God for Jesus. Thank God that he, he, he was that way. Thank God that he knew that being led by his father was the utmost importance for everything. Everything beyond that point. Everything beyond that point relied upon his mouth being shut. If he'd opened his mouth, nothing would have been the same. I don't believe. I don't believe so. I mean, I'm not making a doctrine there either, but I don't believe if he didn't do it that way, it would have changed the course of the rest of the Bible, the rest of the history, you know. And, of course, we're supposed to be Christ-like, so do what we can. Um, number three, what's not a leading of the Spirit, not someone else's plan. He's not leading, not, someone else's plan is not your plan, by the nature of the phrase. Someone else's car is not your car, you know. You know, um, the major, a major problem in the body of Christ is that Christians look around too much for the wrong reasons. I believe those two major reasons are to judge and to compare. Um, um, judge, judge the members of the body. Why or not? Why or why not? They should have what they have or are used where they're used. I mean, I don't even have to get into this. It's just we know this. We know what happens in the body. And it, We've probably been guilty of it sometimes. I mean, I think every single one of us has had thoughts or been guilty of, you know, like wondering. But that's judge. That's judgment, and for the wrong reason. That's 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 that. They're not. Their plan's not your plan. 
even if you desire to have their same plan, if it's for you, God will give it to you. But it's not their, it's not, it's not the one they have. It's not the plan they have. It's going to look different. And there's how many? There's, they say that I don't remember the number of how many people have actually gone from the beginning of creation of man all the way up until now. How many actual people existed? But every single one of them had a different plan. Every single one of them had a unique plan, and, and they will. It may they may look similar, but there'll never be one you can put side by side, and it would overlay and be perfect. So you know, and God can do that. <laughs> he can do that. If we if we went on for another billion years and just people kept coming coming, He could still make a different plan for every one of them. You know, you know, <clears throat> judge the world, the lost, as if they are their own evil influence, or they're truly lost. I can't reach them. I mean, judgment gets passed on the world like they're, they're evil of themselves. They're, they're like, like what they're doing is, is just them. But there's an influence. We, we know that you're being led by the flesh, led by the spirit. We know there's an enemy. We know there's, there's bad spirits. We know there's a devil. What they're doing is yielding to something that's wrong. They're not, they're not, uh, how did I phrase that? They're not their own evil influence. They're just yielding to, the, to what's there. We're not our own righteous influence. If, if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be able to pur purpose to be cr good Christians. We wouldn't do it on our own. You know, um, Even Job, who didn't know God, was still influenced by God to, to, to be the way that he was, to be consciously of, aware that there is a God. But without God, he wouldn't even have been able to do that without knowing anything. You know, so so the the people in the world we judge them; they're judged too harshly sometimes. But but they're they're being influenced. You know, I um, we're not. I was uh, something I came to me, but I didn't write it down. And we're not called to seek out the missing pieces in the world, but rather to fill those bases. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're called to recognize them so that we know what's wrong. I mean, we're told to judge things, but we're not, we're not called to judge the, the missing, what's missing in the world and why it's so bad just for that benefit of doing so. We're, we're to find those missing pieces and be those pieces. Yeah. We're to be that filler, that bondo. Fill the, you know? And when you get into a hole and a crack and a missing pieces, what do you, you connect everything? You won't save everybody, but you'll play your part because we don't save anybody anyway. God does. But... Yeah, we're called to fill those spaces, not not shine a light on them and 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 and, glow and show them off to everybody like we've some great hunter we found the we found the evil of the world. <laughs> we didn't discover the evil of the world. I mean, we, it was already discovered. You know what I'm saying? Praise God. Um, compare compare our works to the members of the body and act in some false false authority that the results should be what we think they should be. What they, what, well, let's see. Compare our works to the members of the body and act on some false authority that the result should be what we think or say they should be. Like we can judge what they're doing and say, well, because they're doing that, they should be, this should be happening. This is something I think happens a lot with new Christians. And I believe that new Christian, I, I fell into that. You know, like you're starting to learn the truth and you're looking at it and you're like, oh, they're... Yeah, they may be. But, but you don't have the authority to determine what happens to them because of it. You have the responsibility to be led by God to do what he leads you to do for that person. So you're filling in the gaps for your brothers and sisters too. You know, love covers a multitude of sins. I know this is basic stuff that we hear all the time, but it's, it's, it's close to my heart, and he, he deals with me. He, he, always, he always brings this kind of stuff up to me. He always, every, and I know why, and maybe we'll get there. If I have time, I don't know. Oh, wow. Maybe I won't have enough time to even. Oh, oh boy. Anyway, the big question, okay, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a, oh, I, well, I want to say Aaron, Aaron and Miriam uh, spoke against their, against Moses. Comparing, well, well, then God use us too? Yeah, he did use you probably. He used Aaron to do things. But is, his, is Moses' plan your plan? Can both of you go to Pharaoh and, and do what he need to do? You'd be talking at the same time. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, yeah. And look what happened to Miriam. Yeah, we don't need to go there. <laughs> but you know what? I think Aaron's, Aaron and Miriam's role was just as important. 
It just they didn't they didn't like the idea that it didn't look like they wanted it to look. You know, without Aaron, Moses' arms would have fell right, and then somebody else helped too, wasn't there? Was there two people? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember necessarily know the name. Uh, I working on my uh, Bible scholarship. No, <laughs> no. I just uh, my pastor said, you know what you do, do what you know. You know, you know, that's, but I know there was another way. But, they, but without Aaron and his partner there holding up Moses' arms, that wouldn't have happened. So his part was equally important. Equal, equally. I wouldn't say it was any less important than what Moses did. Moses just had a different character, and God used him a different way. You know, the big question then, what does being led the Spirit look like? We know what it's, we know kind of why we need to do it. You know, we got a little bit of why we need to do it from this mass of information. We got a little bit... Of, of why we, or what, what's not a leading, and there's tons more of why what's not a leading, but what, what, what does being led by the Spirit look like? I'm certainly not knowledgeable to be able to tell everybody here what being led by the Spirit looks like for them. You know, I'll never, I won't be able to answer that question. But at this point, I want to jump back to Galatians 5.22. Um, 5.22 through 26, because the answer is in here all the time, every time. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such there is no law. And those who are. And those who. Our Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. That right there is certainly qualifies as what, of what being led by the Spirit is. Um, those things will be present. Um, I hope to be corrected if I'm wrong, but I believe Pastor said in a sermon recently that we are led through the fruits, through his fruits. Did you say that? Okay, yeah. Led to okay. Um, and by this verse, I agree. If we're being led by the Spirit, some if we're being led by the Spirit, these will be present. Yes. You can't be led by the Spirit without these, because it says walk in the Spirit. I believe walk in the Spirit is being in in close relationship, in fellowship with God as you're doing these things. So you're being led by Him. So um, praise God for that. I, that. That was another thing that stuck out to me. Um, we will be led by His fruits, Amen. and His Spirit is in us, so His fruits are in us. Um, do what you know to do. What are you called to right now? God has no shortage of plans for us um, or things for us to do while we're here on earth, extending far into the future. He, he has endless plans, endless plans for us. But the most important leading he has for us is, is what is before us right now. Right, the pastor says it all the time. Um, what are you called to right now? Um, maybe, maybe many of you see it, or maybe many of you don't see it. But I mean, it's that's okay. What he, the plan? What he? The, the greatest leading he has for us is right now, right, right, right now where we're at. Sometimes I don't see it, but sometimes he's not leading you, like I said, every second. But because you're doing normal things, you already know he don't need to tell you. But if he may interrupt you at any given moment. And then that given moment he interrupts you, that's the most pertinent thing that he needs to lead you to at that moment. That's the most important thing you need to look at. Um, we said earlier he could show you things way out here, but that's not important. Right here's nothing that's important. <laughs> I want to go back to the phrase from earlier. God will train you in your life if you pay attention. I love that phrase. I'm so glad that the Lord gave that to the pastor. Um, simple Christianity, when that phrase, when the pastor started using that, I was just... I almost had a heightened state of happiness because it's like finally I can start to understand what I'm, what this thing, what this walk is all about. Um, simple man, but God will train you in your life if you pay attention. God cares about where you are right now. He cares about your current situation. Um, I, let's see. I'm not going to go to Acts six sixteen through ten, but we know it's where they were going into Phrygia, and then they got stopped, and then they were going to here. Um, what, was the, the, what was important at that very moment in their life was what they were doing and the leading right then and there. It wasn't what, was gonna, what, what all that was going to... They ended up going to Macedonia, but they didn't know what was going to happen in Macedonia. When they went to Macedonia, what, when they went there, great things happened because of it. But the, the most important leading they had was the one that was, oh, stop. Stop, and it was the only one they needed to know. Because as soon as you do the one, you'll get the next. 
That's, that's just the nature of leading. Um, if two people were walking together and like, Caleb and I are going to walk to Walmart from here. Caleb knows where Walmart is. I can't lead him. I know where Walmart is. He can't lead me. But that's the nature of leading. We don't know what he has, but we have to be led. You know, if Caleb said, we're going to go down here to John Tuckett's farm and get some pigs, I don't never heard of that, Caleb. You're going to have to lead me. I have to, I have to follow him. You know, you know, so amen for that. Um, imagine this. Maybe the very situation, place, location that you're in is where God wants you the most. Maybe where you're at, where, where you're at now is where he wants you to be the most. Yeah, we can be like off a little bit, not, you know, but if we pay attention to what he wants for where we're at now, we'll realize that he wants us here now. You know, this is where we want, you know. And if so, the grace to meet him at his leading is there. The fruits of his spirit already in you will activate as you move toward it. Yield to it. Willingness is the only requirement. The next step is all he may show you as you go, but that's all you need. That's all you need. I don't know much or even a little, but that sounds a lot to me like walking in the spirit. And praise God for, for that. I do want to go to John, 1 John 2, 26 and hammer some of this stuff home, for me anyway. Um, First John two twenty six. These things I no no no. First John two twenty six is that right? I wonder if it's Second John two twenty six. No. Hmm. I guess we're just going to scratch that because I apparently missed what I was trying to. No, that's not where I wanted to go. So anyway, we know that uh, we know that Jesus uh, had the Spirit without measure. We cannot expect to ever equal equal that. We simply cannot. However, Jesus. Uh, Jesus did the will of the Father every place that he was at and every place that he went. But he didn't know every place he was going. He just did it as he, as he went, as he was going. We certainly can purpose to walk as he did and the best the, the, he did the best we can as, as we are led. <clears throat> um, I, that's, that's it for the message, but I just want to kind of just go into my situation a little bit, not anything fierce, but kind of how, 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 why this is so important to me. Um, of course, you know, we have Zyron. We got him a year ago. And of course, um, his mother, you know, she's not serving the Lord, <clears throat> doing her own thing. And I have uh, been unemployed since September currently still looking for a job but you know that's 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 water on the bridge there's no big deal there we're, we're fine we work it out but in all this this is my current situation this is where God's speaking to us in our situation he's speaking to us and he's leading us according to where we're at now what we're in the middle of why because that's where we're at you know and I've uh, I've done some things uh, I've stepped out on my own and done some things I've kind of kind of uh, Put my feet to the pavement a little bit in downtown Jamestown. Not to think that I'm going to save the world, because I'm not. But to get understanding. And, and the Lord has shown me a lot of things. And it's required me to be so, when, I, when I'm doing this, it's required me to be so sensitive to what he's saying, because you have to make the right moves when you're out there. You, have, you, have, you, have to, you, you don't want to make the wrong moves. And... And I just, I'm so appreciative. When, when we first got into this situation, my wife and I experienced different kinds of emotions, like anger and, and disgust, and, and our life was going in this direction, but now, now it's shot and we're going in this direction. And it took me a long time to get to this point where I'm, I'm okay because he's showing me things where I'm at now, crazy things. Just, just wild things that happen. And, and, I'm, and I'm seeing the world in a different light. I'm seeing the world at its worst, and I'm seeing how it can get better. But 
what I'm saying, how, why I'm bringing this up is to demonstrate that we have to be led into these things because we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's next. We don't know if our life's going to turn. We don't know if uh, you know loved ones are going to are going to are going to fall into this and fall into that. Of course, you know we have a wayward child now, and and she she's just out there living wherever, you know. And I see her quite often, and and, and every time I see her, it's hard. But every time I see her, he shows me more things. And, and, and without seeing her, I don't, without being a part of this, I don't see this. And, and I've been down around downtown Jamestown where, you know, it's been cold lately, but I did quite a bit and, you know, and got to know some people that were down there and, and, and in bad situations. And, and you start to discern, you can see, and the Lord shows you what, what's good over here and what to do here and what not to do here and what to say here. And, and I've just seen a lot of things. And I don't say this to, you know, upset anybody but but there's a lot of truth missing that's that's what the problem is there's a lot of truth missing and when you when you see people who are homeless and you see people that are on drugs and you talk to somebody one week and the next week they died because they were drunk and you see this kind of stuff and you know, you know, you, you, your heart starts to change, and you want you want to do something different. And I just want to, I wanted to bring some of that stuff up. Um, and but 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 in in all this, God does crazy things. Like like I, I'll, I've run into people who I've known years ago, and I've talked to people who thought you thought had nothing for you because they're living for nothing, but they actually they actually end up aiding you in your search for knowledge. The Lord uses them. Then you end up connecting people that you meet with people you already know. It's crazy. It's insane. It's, it's just utterly insane. Um, I, had, I had this experience today. I was, I was helping somebody out. I don't know. Yeah, I was helping somebody out today do something at a house. And uh, I was there alone, and I did it. And I had, it was a certain amount of time that I had to be there to do it. And I walked out when I was done, locked up this house, and walking down three steps, and it was like it was in a mirror. The house next door, somebody was walking down three steps, three steps, and I sit, and I look over, and it's my daughter, just randomly coming out of a house. That's God. I need, I mean, we, I mean, he, it's just again showing me, you know, where she's at, and, she, and I gave her a ride, and that was it. But this is a house that I've only been to one time. And, and you know, just that's how he works. He, he, he reveals things to you everywhere if you're looking. And, I mean, it might sound like a lot of gobbledygook, but in the end of it all, what I'm trying to say is we all just need to endeavor to, to, be, to understand that where we're at is where we need to be, and where we're at is where he wants us to be, and where he wants us to be is where he wants to show us something.